Dream, 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 dream. Welcome to the Dreamville Podcast ASMR, where we explore the subconscious. I'm Merritt. And I'm Logan. Logan, uh, I believe being this close to the mic together violates social distancing. It really does. So we're going to back up now. Yep. Yeah, didn't okay. like that. <laughs> well, that was fun while it lasted. Maybe in, in a, in a uh, non-COVID world we can do that. <laughs> or we can all just get our own microphones too. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, if only money. 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 We're not hey, where's that stimulus check I at? Uh, Where is DT? it? Come on, I need it in my life. Give me that money, money, money. Okay. Uh, how you doing, bud? So yeah, we're in September now. We are slowly but surely coming up to my birthday here. And yes. I have vacation planned. What are you doing? I am going to take a nice little socially distant trip to uh, Colorado. <gasps> the Rado! The Rado. I figured it would be a good time for me to just get the heck out of here and go explore some mountains and in nature and do fun things, I guess, that are socially distant. Where are you going to go? I have not decided yet. Hey, um... You should go to the Great Sand Dunes because it's super fun and it's surrounded by a bunch of different mountain ranges. Highly recommend. Oh, really? You know, I've I've been to um the Boulder area once, and it was a um a great great time that Boulder I had. Boulder is good. I will say that. And yeah. I figured like, oh, that's kind of like right on the edge of the mountains and everything. So I'm like, that seems like a it'd be a fun little trip for me. I love it. Yeah. So how are you, Merritt? How are you? How's everything going in your life? Life's good. I hope to be taking some sort of camping trip myself soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, don't know who with yet or where. I've been looking up some campsites. I just want to take a weekend, really, for myself yeah. and just get in tune with the nature, some nature features. With everything um, going on, I mean, that's like one of the best things you can do for yourself. It really is. Yeah. Reconnect yourself with nature. And, you know, top five great social distancing activities, hiking, so. Very true. Yes. Good for the body, the soul, the mind. Uh, All that stuff. Your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we get into the uh, dream, dream check? check? Yeah, let's do it. What's your dream, Logan? Ah, da -da. Did you like that? That was beautiful. I think we should keep mixing it up every week. Oh, dream check. Okay, thank you, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this dream is uh, one from, again, from my childhood. Love that. And Give me tiny baby Logan. Yeah, I know. Baby Logan. Uh, so I had this dream where, um, I don't exactly, it was in, in, in the city somewhere. And it was dark, and there was like lightning going all around. Ooh. And it was kind of like spooky. And Honest. especially as like a child, I know, it's very, like as a uh, child, it was uh, just kind of strange. And just a very, a very weird and dark place that I didn't quite recognize. And I remember this dream in it that we were there, we, I was there, uh, and then I entered into this building. I don't remember much from this building, um, but I know somebody somebody was there and they were chasing me. Ooh, I so love I chasing dreams. Yeah. I know, Sweet. but also as like a you know 
six-year-old Logan. It was not a fun dream to have. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of scared me when I eventually woke up. I don't remember a whole lot from it. But I remember one day in real life, not in dream, just to clarify. Well, in real life, I was looking at a book or something. And then this picture appeared of an image that I had from my dream. <gasps> oh. And it was... I know. It was so very strange because I remember looking at the image and I was like, I had a dream about like looking at this exact building with like lightning and everything. Whoa. It was insane. Uh, so yeah, that's my dream. Uh, crazy things and happen. And prediction. Maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had a couple of times where deja vu is, uh, very real. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I like it. Oh, I love seeing things that you're like. I've seen this before. Oh, yeah. Uh, so tell me, what is your dream check, Merit? Let's check it out. Let's go over to the dream journal, the dream machine. Uh, okay, so I wrote this one down. And for context, I used to work at a church. So mm-hmm. this, this, this dream makes a little sense. And I've also done a lot of choir. I think we, we've known that, too. So here we go. <clears throat> I had a dream where I was at some sort of kids camp as a youth leader and I was a part of this activity where we were timed and had to write in a certain genre of music about a given topic. Mine was picked first and I was asked to write a rap and my topic was about trees. It wasn't terrible, but um, it ended up sounding kind of sad because I ended it with how big corporations are mostly to blame for deforestation. Wow. <laughs> so it's like bringing the party down. Merit is coming for those big corporations and telling him how it is. I yeah, love it. Yeah, always. Um, then we were all shuffled into this um, ill-prepared choir concert. Every choral member's worst fear. Um, they didn't have a robe for me. So I had to borrow one that was three inches too short. Oh, no. So my feet were going to show, which is a big no-no. The concert went pretty poorly. I don't know who the directors were, but they did not rehearse as correctly or conduct well. Eventually, us adults were in the audience watching little kids perform. And at one point, um, one of them mentioned something in support of Trump. And a bunch of people just up and left the concert. (laughs) There was an after party um, where this guy I had just met was trying to like sit really close to me. And at one point I looked at a painting up on the wall and made a joke about it looking like Ben Shapiro. Um, The guy didn't laugh, so I made sure he knew who Shapiro was. (laughs) He said yes, but hadn't yet heard about the WAP memes. Oh, no. Uh, W-A-P uh-huh. means about Ben Shapiro and yep. his wife. Yeah, we know. Uh, so I was trying to explain it to him, and the room got real quiet before I said the, the P word. I can't say it on the podcast, but it was in my dream. <laughs> and so, since the room was quiet, I couldn't say it. And the choir directors tried to give us a talking to for their mistakes in preparation, and I was not having it. Uh, I just went straight for some shrimp cocktail at the buffet. And, uh, man, I wish that shrimp cocktail were real, because 
I don't know if you know this, Logan, but shrimp is my favorite food. Oh, is it really? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. And shrimp cocktail is one of the best versions of it, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, that was my that was my dream. Oh, my goodness. Very, lots of culture references in there. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on in there. Um, I, first off, I've never had a shrimp cocktail before. What? Wait, not a cocktail. Shrimp cocktail. Yes, a shrimp cocktail. As in, you're dipping shrimp in cocktail sauce. Nope, never had that. You never... What? No. It's so good. I, I know. I'm sorry. I gotta get you, Trey, for your birthday. It's well, Thank you. It's I done. love that. Yeah. We're gonna do that. All right, Stephanie, you're joining us. If we haven't introduced <laughs> Stephanie yet, but she's she's still here. Don't worry. It's my apartment, so... <laughs> We're in your house, so, like, you're, you're present. Uh, well, um, well yeah. that's a great segue now into... Who is our special Wait, guest? Wait, who's our guest? I don't know. Who is it? Logan? Who is she? I have no... Ooh, who is she? Who is she? It's... it's... Gilbert! No, it's Stephanie. Uh, I'm having an identity crisis. <laughs> oh, no! no, no. Gilbert! <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Stephanie? I'm okay. I like uh, your hair. It's in little buns. Thank you. And it looks good. Thanks. It's really great. Yeah, so Stephanie, how's uh, your job been these past few weeks uh, now that you've been back? Weird, man. Weird, yeah. yeah. We're doing online. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like you're enjoying says that. says everything. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Skip that. How about we do a dream check for you? Okay. Oh, this one's weird. So, I had a dream that was kind of trippy. And the whole thing, like the aesthetic and, like, the sky, the way things were kind of presented to me, looked like how media portrays an acid trip. Oh. So think of like... Wait, like really colorful and stuff? Really colorful and like moving. Ooh. Right? Um, so, setting. Again, I was in a field. I don't know why there are so many fields. I I grew up next to a field, so maybe that's why. But I was in a field. But this field was on a cliff, and there were wildflowers everywhere in the field. Um, Under the cliff, so imagine, like, the field. I walk over to the side of the cliff. I look down, and there's the river from the Jungle Book. Ooh. Mm. So, like, the trees in the jungle, Mm -hmm. and then the river floating in the middle. I climb down... And I sat under a tree and I just started crying. Don't know why. I didn't have anything to be sad about in the dream yet. to get something out. I guess so. Um, But a raft floated by on the river and I got on it. And it floated for a while. And then the river um, turned into a road at the same time that the raft grew wheels. Wow. It was very, it was, oh, what coordination. So the raft wagon took me on a tour of an abandoned churchyard, but the steeple for the church was like a little old, old, older church. Think uh, Puritan times. Oh. Yeah. So the steeple of that church was upside down and just floating there in the air. Also, everything still looks like a media acid trip. Okay. Like, the, this whole time, everything has looked just really weird. 
Um, so then the wagon raft took me to a small village where everyone stared at me while I was passing through. Um, we got back to the river and I woke up. So I went on a little tour. I like that. It's very weird. Hmm. Do you want my two cents yeah. of an interpretation? Always. All right. Uh, so <clears throat> the field, you know, being something from memory makes sense. Um, the fact that you you grew up surrounded by nature. Um, but bringing you to a cliff and a river. So how I am seeing this is um, you you climb down that cliff, by the way. Props to you. It was it I, not difficult. In my well, in my dream, it was like a time skip. Okay, okay. so I knew so that I had didn't... climbed down. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, then we don't need to get into the the, the climbing <clears throat> down aspect of it. But um, getting down to the river and crying, you're you're having some really hard times right now, and you're needing to show some emotion and get things out. That's pretty like straightforward to me. But then a raft comes by very conveniently and you decide to get on it you don't question it or anything but you're literally going it like stopped in front of me so like I mean... it was you knew it was meant for you yeah so this opportunity has presented itself to you and you knew it was meant for you so you just literally went with the flow and it brought you through this jungle um the churchyard is really interesting to me because the church is floating there upside down and that tells me, it, it, it doesn't exactly have to be religious, but this is like you knowing that you're thinking about um, like a higher power or something beyond yourself or a part of what your definition of your soul is. Like that's, that's you, that's the church upside down is you looking at things from a different perspective than okay. usual and then the the last oh i forgot to mention the fact the raft turned into a wagon was to me you being able to approach changes with ease and then the going through uh it made when you said there were a lot of people that made me think like in order for you to get through this, you still need to rely on the support of people around you. Yeah. But you said they the were all just staring the at you. stairs were very, like... Like, not like, good stairs. No. So maybe that's your anxiety about people's view of you while you're going through these life changes. Let's talk about our toasty topic. <gasps> Ooh, hot, hot, hot. What is it? It's... Narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. Yeah. Tell so, me. Narcolepsy is a chronic sleep disorder characterized by overwhelming daytime drowsiness and sudden attacks of sleep. People with narcolepsy often find it difficult to stay awake for long periods of time regardless of the circumstances. Narcolepsy can cause serious disruptions in your daily routine. There are two types of narcolepsy. Type 1 includes cataplexy, which is a sudden loss of muscle tone. It can be triggered by strong emotion. Type 2 is narcolepsy that occurs without cataplexy. 
A condition known as secondary narcolepsy can result from an injury to the hypothalamus. So that's pretty deep in your brain and it helps regulate sleep. Uh, in addition to experiencing the typical symptoms of narcolepsy, individuals may also have severe neurological problems and sleep for long periods. So that's more than 10 hours every night. Now let's get into some symptoms of narcolepsy. One of them is excessive daytime sleepiness. People with narcolepsy fall asleep without warning anywhere, anytime. For example, you may be working or talking with friends and suddenly you nod off, sleeping for a few minutes up to a half hour. When you awaken, you feel refreshed, but eventually you get sleepy again. You may also experience decreased alertness and focus throughout the day. Excessive daytime sleepiness usually is the first symptom to appear and is often the most troublesome making it difficult for you to concentrate and fully function. The next symptom is cataplexy, which we've talked about a little bit. So this can cause a number of physical changes from slurred speech to complete weakness of most muscles and may last up to a few minutes. It's uncontrollable and it's triggered by intense emotions, usually the positive ones like laughter and excitement, uh, but sometimes fear or surprise or anger. For example, when you laugh, you may, your head may droop uncontrollably or your knees might just suddenly buckle. Some people with narcolepsy experience only one or two episodes of cataplexy a year and others have numerous episodes daily. Not everyone with narcolepsy experiences cataplexy. So again, if you have type 1, that means you have got cataplexy as well. But if you've got type 2 narcolepsy, that means you do not experience cataplexy. Nearly all people with narcolepsy who have cataplexy have extremely, extremely low levels of a naturally occurring chemical hypocretin, which promotes wakefulness and regulates REM sleep. Hypocretin levels are usually normal in people who have type 2 narcolepsy, that is without cataplexy. And uh, another symptom of narcolepsy can be sleep paralysis. People with narcolepsy often experience a temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or upon waking. These episodes are usually brief, lasting a few seconds or minutes, but can be frightening. You may be aware of the condition and have no difficulty recalling it afterward, even if you had no control over what was happening to you. This sleep paralysis mimics the type of temporary paralysis that normally occurs during a period of sleep called rapid eye movement, REM. We'll talk a lot about that. Um, REM sleep. This temporary immobility during REM sleep may prevent your body from acting out dream activity. Not everyone with sleep paralysis has narcolepsy, however. Many people without narcolepsy experience some episodes of sleep paralysis. Then there's also changes in REM sleep. REM sleep is typically when most dreaming happens. REM sleep can occur at any time of the day in people with narcolepsy. People with narcolepsy often transition quickly to REM sleep, usually within 15 minutes of falling asleep. Then there's hallucinations. These hallucinations are called hypnagogic hallucinations if they happen as you fall asleep, and hypnopompic hallucinations if they occur upon waking. An example is feeling as if there is a stranger in your bedroom. These hallucinations may be particularly vivid and frightening because you may not be fully asleep when you begin dreaming and you experience your dreams as reality. 
Yeah, so those were all found on the Mayo Clinic website. Um, there are a few different causes of narcolepsy. Um, although it's not completely understood, current research suggests that narcolepsy may be the result of a combination of factors working together to cause a lack of that hypocretin. These factors include autoimmune disorders, um, so although the reason for the cell loss of hypocretin isn't known, it appears to be linked to abnormalities in the immune system. Researchers believe that in individuals with narcolepsy, the body's immune system selectively attacks the hypocretin-containing brain cells because of a combination of genetic and environmental factors. There's also family history. Most cases of narcolepsy are sporadic. That means the disorder occurs in individuals with no known family history. However, clusters in families sometimes occur. Up to 10% of in individuals diagnosed with narcolepsy with cataplexy report having a close relative with similar symptoms. And again, that's type 1 narcolepsy. And then the third cause they're kind of thinking of, I'm sure there's more, um, is that rarely narcolepsy results from a traumatic brain injury. Parts of the brain that regulate wakefulness and REM sleep or from tumors and other diseases in the same regions. So right in the center of your brain and around the hypothalamus. And then those were found from nindas.nih.gov. I'd never heard of cataplexy and I did not know there were two main kinds of narcolepsy. So the, I thought there was only one. I thought it, you know, just made you sleepy all the time. You could fall asleep all of a sudden. And I knew, you know, we talked about sleep paralysis, so I knew that. But the cataplexy is the part that makes y'all wiggly wobbly, mm, right? Like your muscles give out. Well, kind of. Um, so from my understanding, um, there's more brain activity when we experience a strong emotion. Mm. Um so that's related to the hypothalamus, which controls basically everything. <laughs> um, <clears throat> which is why I kind of think it's interesting that this is a category of narcolepsy. Because that's not something that happens during sleep. Or after or before sleep, directly. You're saying so like the cataplexy, it's happening when you're awake and experiencing those strong emotions. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's happening throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious um, why that has been decided to be a symptom of narcolepsy mm -hmm. instead of being comorbid with narcolepsy. And what is you know comorbid mean? Just that it occurs a lot of the time. You know how, like, usually if someone has depression, they often have anxiety? Yeah. Those are comorbid. Oh. Um, so I... Yeah, that's interesting to me that cataplexy is a symptom of narcolepsy when it doesn't seem like cataplexy has much to do with sleep, and narcolepsy is a sleep disorder. But I guess because of the hypocretin. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe, like, d does, do you know if cataplexy happens with different conditions? Because um, maybe it's 
it's it's comorbid with depression and anxiety, but anxiety can be paired with a lot of different things. Maybe cataplexy is like most of the time paired with narcolepsy or all the time. I don't mm-hmm. know. So medical it says medical news today says it's most commonly associated with narcolepsy. Okay. So then that's probably um, so why. I assuming I'm assuming that there's just such a high rate mm-hmm. that they've categorized it as being a symptom of narcolepsy. Yeah. Yeah. It it makes sense to me like with uh with the fear that you would, you know, suddenly drift off or not off or pass out. But then with the laughter, it kind of sucks because you're like, oh, I'm having a good time with my friends. Gone. You don't get to experience that anymore. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It can be managed, though, uh, with medication. Okay. And trying to keep um, just a healthy sleep schedule. All about that schedule. Yeah. All the time. It's, uh, yeah, it's hard. It is really hard. The world doesn't really allow you to have a good sleep schedule. You have to be super vigilant. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found really interesting was one of the things I read, which is about uh, people with narcolepsy transition quickly to REM, usually oh, within yeah. 15 minutes of falling asleep. So I wanted Lucky. to compare that. Because I have my Fitbit. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I think I mentioned this on the first episode. I don't know how accurate it is or how it bases your sleep patterns and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, but when I was checking it, was checking it, it shows me from being awake, you know, like the past week or week and a half is how much I just checked real quick. Uh, and it said that every time that I was, uh, I was awake and then going into one of my sleep patterns, it always went from awake to light. Yeah. I never went to REM. So I thought that was interesting. So something else that's interesting is, you know how we talked about, I think it was in episode two. It takes 60 minutes to get to REM. Uh-huh. They're getting to REM. Very quickly. A yes. fourth of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or quicker. That's why, and they're not getting good deep sleep. No. Oftentimes, that's why they're mm-hmm. have, like, there are issues with feeling well-rested throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's just. You learn something new every day. You do. Wow. Is there, um, maybe I missed something, but uh, my question is, so it, it happens with autoimmune disorders, family mm-hmm. history, and like brain injuries, but is there, were there any other, like can someone gain narcolepsy in their life if they already I'm have like sure. sleep problems? Uh, so brain injuries can mean a couple different things, actually. Okay. Uh, brain injury, you can develop a brain injury from, uh, drowning. Oh, yeah. You can Mm. develop a brain injury, we know this one, from a concussion. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A car accident. Uh, I mean, heck, when I worked at Redacted, I hit my head on a piece of metal and I got a concussion. Yeah. Not a fun time. Um, the skull, the human skull is... <laughs> is that when the sleep paralysis started? No. Oh, no. Darn it. No, sleep paralysis... We thought we'd oh, I wish, oh, that would be great to solve sleep, that. <laughs> I, sleep paralysis started my freshman year of college. Oh. I that do college. occasionally sleep with my eyes open. That has been going on for a while. But... Oh. Yeah. 
Well, good talk, everybody. I I'm gonna see. I'm gonna today. make sure there aren't any other causes of narcolepsy because I don't think there are. But I would like to double check because I'm curious as well. The human brain is very hard to analyze just because it's so complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just says, you know, Everything hey, we don't really know because it's the brain, but that mystery um, brain. I think for type 1 narcolepsy, the la- uh, the hypocretin, the disproportionate hypocretin levels that we talked about, mm-hmm. that's the biggest factor. Okay. Mm. So perhaps um, regulating the regulating the hypocretin um, is hypocretin a hormone yeah. in the brain? Okay. Uh-huh. That makes sense. There are, there are um, a couple of different drugs. So they're, so they're central nervous system stimulants that mm. prevent sleepiness. Okay. Yeah. I need me some of those. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, all right. How about we get into some submissions? Yeah. yeah. Uh, first submission comes from Amy. Thank you, Amy. Basically, I was in some kind of video game, I think, and I made a wrong move that caused everything to restart, but I suddenly just wasn't in a game anymore, and it was real. And I went into a building and see multiple people who looked exactly the same, and they were just blank and weren't really people, as much as they were just shells of people waiting to be told what to do or be given some kind of purpose. Skin suits. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Thank you for that image. Um, And I started to make my way through the building, seeing more and more of these people, and I have to basically just build up some kind of world now because everything and everyone has been deleted, and now the world was left with empty buildings and people who aren't really people yet. There was one part where we were shown a bottle of something, but the person I was with, there were a couple of people with me who were still people and were experiencing the same confusion I was, but I can't remember who they were, and thought it was poison, so they smashed it. But after it was smashed, we were told it was the antidote to something that we were supposedly supposed to take. So it was some kind of mind game happening, because then I threw the bottle of the actual poison to the ground to then be told that it was toxic and shouldn't have been exposed to air. So I then woke up as I was opening the windows in the building. It was like some weird real-life video game that was messing with my mind. That's very post-apocalyptic. Very, yeah. (laughs) Very, like, I don't know, mind game, Hunger Games-esque with the poison and the antidote. And, ah, you made the wrong decision. Oh, no. Yeah. Goosebumps. Ooh, yeah. R.L. Stein. Shout out. Um, I don't know what, what that could mean. Maybe um, we're a little nervous about some kind of decision, because, you know, they made the mistake of breaking the bottle even though it was good for them, and then they broke what they thought was bad but that turned out to be a bad decision because it wasn't you know it was toxic when exposed to air so it's just like either way you went it turned out bad but you know what amy you just gotta go for it don't be afraid 
Don't be afraid unless it's of COVID. Don't be afraid. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wear a mask. Wash your hands. <laughs> be socially distant, please. Yes. Those are the three. The Holy Trinity. Uh, the Holy Trinity. Um, yeah. So that was great. Thank you so much, Amy. Um, so we're going to move on to the uh, next one, which is from Hunter. And this is a short and sweet one, uh, which Hunter says... Darth Vader once drove a tank into my house. Yeah. That's the dream. Uh, straight up drove a tank to his house. That's about the same length as me meeting Beyonce to Taco Bell. <laughs> um, what, here, let's, let's try to make it really deep, though. Like, what does Darth Vader symbolize? Evil. Or Evil. father. Or his father. Oh, oh father figure. Father. Oh. Disappointing father figure. Oh, no. And then the father... What's driving a tank into your house feel like? Um, Invasion of privacy. Get out of my room, Dad. (laughs) Yeah, Dad. It's not a phase, Dad. My name's Hunter, and I'm not going through a phase. Dad. God. Oh, my God. That's great. All right. So we we, we solved that one. Good job, team. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephanie. Stephanie. It's always a treat to have you here. I like being here. It's a taste. I feel like I say that sentence in the same way every episode, but that's <laughs> you make because it sound like we're true. holding you against your will. I like or to be here. <laughs> oh my goodness! So thank you all so much for uh, listening to this episode. Of we so Dreamville. appreciate it. Yes, we appreciate. If you've it so made much. it this far, wow! Look you're, at you. You're the real trooper. You, you're, you're, um, <laughs> you're helping me follow my dream. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Oh. Get it? But yes. dunce. That was cute. Um, so yeah, follow us on all the social media sites. Please do. We say funny things sometimes. <laughs> I said it like that. <laughs> I really, I, I didn't mean to. I don't, I don't either, but one thing you posted on the, on the, uh, was it the Instagram? No, was it, was it Instagram? I post everywhere, man. Yeah, you everywhere, do post everywhere. Baby. Oh yeah, it, it was the image of the uh, Velociraptor, <laughs> <laughs> and then riding a shark with a rocket launcher or something. Every I don't dream know. has meaning. Yeah. Uh, that one killed me. So yeah, we post, we post. Merit posts some really wonderful things on Thank there. Thank you. Um, so yeah, please follow us, uh, and then submit your uh, your dreams, uh, either through the social media sites or uh, email us at dreamvillepodcast at gmail dot com. Chef's kiss. Yes. And remember, the subconscious is a strange, strange place. Woo!